You are now listening to Stories of Self-Help by Mercy Me Community. This is Stories of Self-Help. I am Royce Porter, the founder and owner of Mercy Me Community. Thank you for tapping in once again. I want to start this episode with a meditation that I did for the first two years once I got into meditating and making it a practice and a permanent fixture in my life. It's a mantra that I received from reading my uh, favorite book called Master Key System by Charles F. Hannum. It's such a powerful read. Um, it completely transformed my mind and allowed me to develop a certain level of self-discipline. And the book is an actual system. So it, it, it literally is an actual system, like it says in the title. And what it is is a 24-chapter book with a meditation at the end of every chapter. So you're supposed to read this book over a span of six months and after every, cha- after every chapter, you reread the chapter for a whole week, practicing the meditation for a whole week. And once you've kind of mastered that meditation, then you move on to the next chapter. Henceforth, the six-month process. And the fact that it's systemized in that way, it transforms your level of consciousness and allows you to develop a practice, develop a system, develop um, subconscious principles and morals. And a lot of the meditations themselves are visualizing um, different things at different levels and also um, emotional or or emotion-driven meditations. It might be a meditation on um, visualizing a friend and how they allow you to feel when you're with them in that room, visualizing that room. And then it might progress into visualizing a specific uh, ideal that you want for yourself. And through that repetition, you can actually manifest that, but you have to have the discipline to practice this every day. You know, So it's a powerful book, it's a powerful system. I actually got the book, uh, I got that book recommendation from a um, Kevin Gates interview that he did, I believe in 014 or 015. He was actually doing an interview here in Austin for South by Southwest at that time. And uh, somehow that conversation led to them asking him what he's reading. And then he said he's rereading the master key system, which led me to Google what that is and then to order it and then to have that book change my life. So that's a very powerful book um, worth way more than the $10 that I paid for it. And um, it, con- it continues to, to reap benefits five years later. Um, so what we'll do with this mantra is we'll repeat to ourselves for a few minutes. Um, 
I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. Um, so as I repeat this mantra, I want you to repeat it with me. If you need to, you can grab a pen and paper. You can open up your notes in your phone and just write this down. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. So yeah, I'll give you a few minutes to get situated. Um, whether you want to write this down, you don't have to close your eyes. Um, but yeah, just write this down really quickly and then we'll read it together. Um, and hopefully it'll kind of seep into your mind. And if, we, if you do it enough, it'll seep into your subconscious to where you don't even have to write it down or, or look at the paper or look at the note. So yeah, let's begin. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. I am whole, perfect, strong, powerful, loving, harmonious, and happy. So, yeah, that's the mantra. Doing this repetitiously every day by yourself, just setting a timer for seven minutes, whether you want to do 11 minutes or 17 minutes or 20 minutes. Um, if you've developed a practice to sustain that, it can completely change you. And... Um, allow your subconscious to to develop these things to develop these qualities um, so they can become true for you but it's all in the practice it's all in the practice there's no right or wrong way to do this the only thing that you have to commit to is the practice making it an everyday thing just like brushing your teeth just like a shower that's it
out now um, on all DSPs on all streaming platforms so yeah I wanted to make a segment in our podcast in stories of self-help um, that's centered around how to do certain things from my experience um, so this this one will be how to build a brand part one what is my truth what is your truth? So in this segment, we'll be kind of going into what does it take to build something? How do you do this? How do you do that? We might have one that is how to how to save your first $10,000. How do you build a brand? How do you get your first investment property? How do you mend a relationship? How do you develop self-discipline? Um, this one will particularly be how to build a brand part one. So what is my truth? First, we have to ask ourselves, what is my truth? You know, so in starting a brand, one of the first things to consider is 
What is my truth? What is my value? What is the ultimate thing that's inside of me that I need to convey to the world? That's going to be what your brand is. So in 2015, in the early days of Mercy, I realized from studying other brands that I have to discover what's my identity. I noticed this everywhere. And I'm an avid reader. I'm constantly uh, hungry for knowledge, for information, for applicable information. And it was just a matter of pattern recognition like AI or some shit. I just realized that, oh wait, the thing that I'm seeing and and hearing and and receiving from all of these brands, whether they are five-year-old brands, 20-year-old brands, 50-year-old brands, is identity. What is their specific identity, right? And this is the very, very early days. This is 2015. Right, so identity is what is my truth? What do I care about more than anything? What do I care about that I'd still care about in 20 years? It's like mining yourself for that gold, you know. What are those things? What are those things that I cared about? I remember sitting with this for some time. And just being like, man, it's not about the product itself. It's about what the product represents, right? The emotional meaning behind the tangible product, right? So when you look at a brand like Nike, they're selling the idea of athlete. But it's this intangible quality, and then the product is a representation of that. The product becomes a symbol of something intangible, right? And then you'll see the that same seam threaded throughout their entire brand, right? So whether that is uh, Pixar, right? Humanizing objects, allowing people to connect to, to toys, and allowing the audience as human beings to see a human being in an object. They do that very well. And then what they'll do on the other on the flip side of that is sell you the product. Right? Or you can look at a case study of uh, Apple. Apple has convinced the world that they understand the future. Right? That they understand where things are going. So they give us these products that signify or symbolize their understanding of the future. And they focus on user experience, right? Simplifying the product to where it can do all of these things and anybody from any walk of life at any age, hopefully, can operate this product. So there's an essence to every brand. And that is the truth. And you have to mind yourself for the gold again. You have to see what is your identity. What is that truth? You know, what is something that you will still care about? What do you? St- what will you still value in twenty years? You know. So I had to ask myself, 
what do I value? You know, what do I value? And once I find that out, then I could realize that's my value. So there's what do I value? Highlighting that, meditating on that, and then realizing that that is my value. That is my contribution. You know, and for me, that was and is, you know, power being within, growth, becoming my highest self, changing the world through changing myself within, raising the consciousness level of humanity, you know, being an inspiration, using my story as an example, you know, DIY, building something in a DIY independent way and being resourceful, you know, uh, these are these are the qualities, you know. And as far as the resourcefulness, it's it, it's that old adage about it's not who has the most resources, it's who's the most resourceful. And once I realized that, I started googling local uh, manufacturers. You know, where can I get this product made? Who can do this? We have the we have the internet. So as long as we have the drive. We can be resourceful through this internet, through this powerful tool. So some of the other qualities are like self-discipline, you know, monetizing my art, building wealth through investments, you know, long-term investments, creating community and social equity, changing what success looks like. You know, all of these became my value, and I had to mine myself for the gold that's inside. And that's a, that's a challenging process because we think that it's tangible, you know. We think that it's, it's about the product itself or it's about the networking or the branding. But we, before you get to all of that, you have to know what it is you're selling, right? Apple is selling innovation, you know, Nike is selling athleticism. It manifests in the form of these products, but it's something intangible, and they're able to tap into the audience's emotional cues to trigger a transaction. And after you kind of develop that, phase two would be, how can I put this in story form? You know, because people learn through people, through other humans learn through human stories, not through information. If you just feed information, 90% of it will be lost, you know. But if you put it in a story form, it'll leap over the, the consciousness of a person and go straight into the subconsciousness of a person, right? So the story form of it will be the simplest form of something after you mind yourself for that value and understanding what your identity is, what your truth is. What in my story demonstrates these qualities? That's something that we have to continually ask ourselves after we realize what those qualities are. What in my story demonstrates power being within? What in my story demonstrates growth? You know, what in my story 
demonstrates being resourceful? What in my story demonstrates self-discipline? You know, or changing the world through changing myself within. These are things I had to sit with. These are notions that I had to kind of then reflect, right? <clears throat> and sort of like reverse engineer, you know? How can I use my story as an example? And <clears throat> this is another testament to how great Nip is because I remember a, a quality I picked up from Nip. I noticed that all of his lyrics were speaking from experiences, right? It, it sort of was a, a unique approach and a, and a tangible approach. Is that like, tell the truth, speak from experience. Don't make up some other things. Speak from exactly what you've experienced. And in doing so, you'll speak from the wisdom of those experiences. You know, and that's the value. Um, so it's, again, what in my story demonstrates these qualities? You know, what are, what are examples of me kind of standing up in life? You know, how can, what's, the, what's the story version of building wealth through long-term investments? What's the story version of creating community? Right? If you, a prime example of that is East Austin. This is my community. Ownership in my community is setting an example of building wealth, long-term investments while creating community and social equity, right? Changing what success looks like. So the everyday person that doesn't have that experience can see that example and recognize that that power is in them also, that I'm no different than you, you know? These are all the things I had to answer. This is what I had to, to search within myself, you know, to begin to carve out what mercy me is. This is doing the work. When you hear that term, doing the work, it's, it's, it's the, brains, the brainstorming that's necessary to begin to build a brand. This is the, the starting point. And you have to be able to see what can be your contribution as a brand. You know, what's the distinguishing qualities about my perspective? What's unique about me that I can convey? through whatever medium I'm choosing. You know, that's important in thinking about starting a brand. What do I have to offer, right? What's my greatest asset? How can I be of service? What can I contribute to this space? How can I be of greatest service? So the sooner you recognize your identity, the closer you are to distinguishing yourself from everyone else that has a similar idea in that medium, you know? And I knew at the time, in 2015, I expected Mercy to be a clothing brand. And then I sh shortly after that, I realized that it was a million clothing brands. And everybody was focused on the products, networking, social media, 
way before doing the actual work of finding out within themselves what do they have to offer. And no wonder why people start a clothing brand every day, thinking that it's a get-rich-quick scheme. But it's not, because you have to contribute to the space. You have to deliver something that is unique in that space, you know? So yeah, the sooner you recognize your identity, the closer you are to distinguishing yourself, you know? And there's another powerful book um, by Seth Golden called Purple Cow. Anybody uh, starting to build a brand or if you've built a brand and want to deepen the connection with your audience, pick up Purple Cow because that book is about distinguishing yourself in a market in whatever market you're in. You know, so it's a powerful, another powerful read and um, a must read for anybody that is trying to brand themselves in a certain way. You have to really understand what a brand is. And when you think of a brand, you immediately feel something. You know, so we'll get into that in a later in a later episode. And the main thing is people want to be moved. But first, you got to find what's within yourself worthy of moving someone else. Right? I'll say that again. People want to be moved. Right? It's, it, every market is so saturated. Right? So you have to find what's within yourself that's worthy of moving someone else. What's deeply inspiring to you? You know, if you were an audience member of yourself, what will move you to go to another tier, another level of yourself, right? What's that quality within yourself? That's your truth. So if you're starting a brand, a great place to start an organic place to start is asking yourself, what is your truth? And then answering that with all honesty and then building on that foundation. So yeah, this is, again, another segment, um, another series within the podcast of Stories of Self-Help. This will be another a series called um, Hashtag How To. This is part one, what is your truth? You know, this is part one of building a brand, identity, right? So, yeah, this has been another episode of Stories of Self-Help. I thank you. I hope this inspires you. Um, my name is Royce Porter. I am the founder and owner of Mercy Me Community. I'll see you next time.